Runo thirteen of Kalevala, the Land of the Heroes, by Elias Lunrot, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty-four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo thirteen, He sees Elk. Argument: Lemminkainen asks the old woman of Poya for her daughter but she demands that he should first capture the elk of hisi on snowshoes lemminkainen starts off in high spirits to hunt the elk but it escapes and he breaks his snowshoes and spear then the lively lemminkainen said to pohjola's old mistress give me old one now your maiden bring me here your lovely daughter she the best of all among them she the tallest of the maidens then did Poyola's old mistress answer in the words which follow, Nay, I will not give my maiden, and you shall not have my daughter, not the best or worst among them, not the tallest, not the shortest, for you have a wife already, long the mistress of your household. Said the lively Lemminkainen, Keely in the town lies fettered, at the steps before the village, by the gate where strangers enter. So a better wife I wish for, therefore give me now your daughter." she the fairest of your daughters lovely with unbraided tresses then said pohjola's old mistress never will i give my daughter to a vain and worthless fellow to a hero good for nothing therefore you may woo my daughter win the fair famed flower-crowned maiden if you hunt the elk on snowshoes in the distant field of hisi then the lively lemminkainen fixed the point upon his javelin and his bowstring made of sinew and with bone he tipped his arrows and he said the words which follow now my javelin i have pointed all my shafts with bone have pointed and have strung my bow with sinew not the snowshoe left put forward nor the right one stamped behind it then the lively lemminkainen pondered deeply and reflected how he should procure his snowshoes how they best should be constructed then to kaupi's house he hastened and to liliki's forge hurried o thou wisest woyalainen thou the handsome lapland kaupi make me snowshoes that will suit me fitted with the finest leather i must chase the elk of hisi in the distant field of hisi liliki then spoke as follows kaupi gave him ready answer vainly goest thou lemminkainen forth to hunt the elk of hisi for a piece of rotten timber only will reward your labour little troubled lemminkainen and he spoke the words which follow make a snowshoe left to run with and a right one to put forward i must chase the elk on snowshoes in the distant field of hisi liliki the smith of snowshoes kaupi maker of the snowshoes in the autumn shaped the left one in the winter carved the right one and he fixed the frames on one day fixed the rings upon another now the left was fit to run with and the right for wearing ready and the frames were now completed and the rings were also fitted frames he lined with skins of otter and the rings with ruddy fox skin then he smeared with grease the snowshoes smeared them with the fat of reindeer and himself reflected deeply and he spoke the words which follow can you in this youthful frolic you a young and untried hero forward glide upon the left shoe and push forward with the right one and the lively lemminkainen answered him the ruddy rascal yes upon this youthful frolic of a young and untried hero 
I can glide upon the left shoe and push forward with the right one. On his back he bound his quiver, and his new bow on his shoulder, in his hands his pole grasped firmly, on the left shoe glided forward and pushed onward with the right one. And he spoke the words which follow, In God's world may there be nothing underneath the arch of heaven, in the forest to be hunted, not a single four-foot runner, which may not be overtaken, and can easily be captured thus by Kaleva's son with snowshoes, and with Lemminkainen's snowshoes. But the boast was heard by Hisi, and by Yutas comprehended, and an elk was formed by Hisi, and a reindeer formed by Yutas, with a head of rotten timber, horns composed of willow branches, feet of ropes the swamps which border, shins of sticks from out the marshes, and his back was formed of fence-stakes, sinews formed of dryest grass-stalks, eyes of water-lily flowers, ears of leaves of water-lily, and his hide was formed of pine-bark, and his flesh of rotten timber. He see now the elk instructed, thus he spoke unto the reindeer, now rush forth, thou elk of Hisi, on thy legs, O noble creature, to the breeding-place of reindeer, grassy plains of Lapland's children, till the snowshoe men are sweating, most of all this Lemminkainen. Then rushed forth the elk of Hisi, sped away the fleeing reindeer, rushing past the barns of Poya, to the plains of Lapland's children. In the house the tubs kicked over, on the fire upset the kettles, through the meat among the ashes spilt the soup among the cinders. Then arose a great commotion on the plains of Lapland's children, for the Lapland dogs were barking, and the Lapland children crying, and the Lapland women laughing, and the other people grumbling. He, the lively Lemminkainen, chased the elk upon his snowshoes, glided o'er the land and marshes, o'er the open wastes he glided. Fire was crackling from his snowshoes, from his staff's end smoke ascending, but as yet the elk he saw not, could not see it, could not hear it. O'er the hills and dales he glided, through the lands beyond the ocean, over all the wastes of Hisi, over all the heaths of Kalma, and before the mouth of Surma, and behind the house of Kalma. Surma's mouth was quickly opened, down was bowed the head of Kalma, that he thus might seize the hero, and might swallow Lemminkainen. But he tried and failed to reach him, failed completely in his effort. O'er all lands he had not skated, nor had reached the desert's borders, in the furthest bounds of Poya, in the distant realms of Lapland. So he skated further onward till he reached the desert's border. When he reached this distant region, then he heard a great commotion in the furthest bounds of Poya on the plains of Lapland's children and he heard the dogs were barking and the lapland children crying and the lapland women laughing and the other laps were grumbling then the lively lemminkainen skated on in that direction where he heard the dogs were barking on the plains of lapland's children and he said on his arrival and he asked them on his coming wherefore are the women laughing women laughing children crying and the older folks lamenting and the grey dogs all are barking Therefore are the women laughing, women laughing, children crying, and the older folks lamenting, and the grey dogs all are barking. Here has charged the elk of Hisi, with its hoofs all cleft and polished. In the house the tubs kicked over, on the fire upset the kettles. 
shaken out the soup within them, spilt it all among the ashes. Thereupon the ruddy rascal, he the lively Lemminkainen, struck his left shoe in the snowdrift, like an adder in the meadow, pushed his staff of pinewood forward, as it were a living serpent, and he said as he was gliding, grasping firm the pole he carried, let the men who live in Lapland help me all to bring the elk home, and let all the Lapland women set to work to wash the kettles, and let all the Lapland children hasten forth to gather splinters, and let all the Lapland kettles help to cook the elk when captured. Then he poised himself in balance, forward pushed, his strength exerting, and the first time he shot forward, from before their eyes he vanished. Once again he speeded onward, and they could no longer hear him, but the third time he rushed onward. Then he reached the elk of Hisi, then he took a pole of maple, and he made a birchen collar. Hisi's elk he tethered with it, in a pen of oak he placed it. Stand thou there, O elk of Hisi, here remain, O nimble reindeer. Then upon the back he stroked it, patted it upon the belly. Would that I a while might tarry, and might sleep a while and rest me here beside a youthful maiden with a dove of blooming beauty. Then did Hesi's elk grow furious, and the reindeer kicked out wildly, and it spoke the words which follow. Lempo's self shall reckon with you, if you sleep beside a maiden and beside a girl should tarry. Then it gave a mighty struggle, and it snapped the birchen collar, and it broke the pole of maple, and the pen of oak burst open, and began to hurry forwards, and the elk rushed wildly onwards, over land and over marshes, over slopes o'ergrown with bushes, till the eyes no more could see it, and the ears no longer hear it. Thereupon the ruddy rascal grew both sorrowful and angry, very vexed and very angry, and would chase the elk of Hisi. But as he was rushing forward in a hole, he broke his left shoe, and his snowshoe fell to pieces. On the ground he broke the right one, broke the tips from off his snowshoes, and the frames across the joinings, while rushed on the elk of Hisi, till its head he saw no longer. Then the lively Lemminkainen bowed his head in deep depression, gazed upon the broken snowshoes, and he spoke the words which follow, Nevermore in all his lifetime may another hunter venture, confidently to the forest, chasing Hisi's elk on snowshoes. Since I went, O oh, me unhappy, and have spoilt the best of snowshoes, and the splendid frames have shattered, and my spear-point likewise broken. End of Runo 13 Recording by Expatria in Bangor, Maine